Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, the 8th of October, 2020. When I was in seventh grade, I made a decision, and that decision was to join the cross-country team uh, join, towards the end of the season. And so I w- we would practice on Tuesday afternoons, running down the uh, kind of forsaken road that my little rinky-dink private Christian school was on, and uh, we would do that, and I was preparing for what would be my first ever cross-country meet, and I remember I had a simple goal, to run the whole race without stopping. That was it. I didn't care about placing in the top 10, uh, frankly, I knew I wouldn't, as one of my classmates once told me in school growing up, they timed me with a calendar. I was not the quickest uh, kid in the school, and that's an understatement and begs the question, why would you sign up for the cross-country team? But anyways, it's what I did, but I had that simple goal, and I remember uh, driving down one Saturday morning to Floresville, Texas, where we competed, and I accomplished my goal, ran the whole race without stopping. But when you stop and think about it, it wasn't that amazing of an accomplishment. It was a two-mile race. Uh, There's races in this world that are a lot farther than that. But nevertheless, for me at the time, it seemed like an accomplishment. But imagine if instead of driving down to run this two-mile race, I had been told that morning, actually, we're running a marathon here. And you're going to have to go 26.2 miles. I might have fallen over from the shock. I might have withdrawn from the race saying, there is just no way that I can do it. That is a test of endurance that I'm not prepared for. When we think about tests of endurance, we should really think about the Christian life. And the Christian life throughout scripture is compared to a race. And I think we should see it. It is an endurance test. The Christian life is not the 100-meter dash. It's not a two-mile, you know, what really for most people is a light jog um, kind of race. It is a marathon. And we need to have somewhat of a gut check of, wow, this is going to be an intense race. Am I ready for this? And that's what I want us to think about today as we look at our passages from our Revival from the Bible reading program, and most notably, we want to start today in Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 17. And here, of course, in the first few verses, we see the Christian life compared to a race and specifically a test of endurance. It says in the first couple verses, which are very familiar, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so there we see this call to run with endurance, looking to Jesus. And a couple of things that I want us to think about, and one, it starts there by 
inviting us to consider this great cloud of witnesses. And I think that's referring to all the the heroes of the faith that we read about in chapter 11. And I mean, that should give us some perspective of what this race looks like and what the champions of this race do that should call us to something greater. Um, I remember as a junior higher trying to run the in cro- the cro- on the cross country team. I, I remember um, the, the, watching the Summer Olympics between w- one of those years uh, in in middle school and watching the Summer Olympics. I remember watching the marathon, and I I had you know given some investment to this whole cross country thing. I'd wa- I bought one of those. Um, wristwatches that has the pacer on it where you can, you know, how many uh, steps you want to be taking every minute, every strides per minute, and it would beep and it would help keep you on pace. I I bought one of those watches and I remember watching the marathon and it was the end of the race, the Olympic marathon. And I'm watching the guy that's clearly going to win come down and he is on his last mile. And I'm like, What pace is this guy going at? And so I time up my watch with him and I can see how fast he's going. And he was going the pace that I would try to go when I was really trying to book it. And remember, I'm trying to run two mile races. And and so what I'm considering like my peak speed in those two mile races, this guy, that's how he is running 26 miles into his race. And it kind of put a perspective for me of, wow, uh, there's a there's a lot of room for me to grow. And there's a lot of examples out there of people that have done this in bigger ways than I have. And I think to some extent, we need that. We need to look at Hebrews 11 and realize, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, I'm a spiritual lightweight. And I have not been tested, most of us, like these people in Hebrews 11 have been tested. And that's not necessarily wrong on my part, but I need to realize there's more out there and there might be tougher things to come and I need to get ready. Even we see a hint of that in verse 3 of chapter 12 when it says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And that's an example for us uh, looking to Christ saying, look at how he fought sin and look at what he went through. You haven't even begun to do that. You haven't resisted sin to the point of shedding blood. And that's true for most of us listening to this podcast this morning. So I think there's a healthy perspective for us to be gained from really Christ and from these heroes of the faith in chapter 11, that that there is more than many of us have done in this Christian life. And let's not just sit around and pat ourselves on the back. Let's be challenged. Let's be called to more in this race, in this test of endurance. And even the fact that it calls for endurance is a reminder that it is not going to be easy. It, it is not going um, just to be this light jog of a race. It is going to be intense. And so therefore, one of the things that we need to do is we need to focus on our character. And it's interesting to see where he goes here, calling for us to run for endurance. Even in those familiar first two verses, he calls us to lay aside weights that I don't think are necessarily sins, but things that might slow us down and then to lay aside sin that so easily entangles. And I think ultimately, and then that's what he's getting to when he talks about the discipline of the Lord, that in order to help us run this race, 
our coach, our heavenly Father, is going to bring up some things in our lives that he, we need to get rid of, and that's not going to be pleasant. Cross country practice was not pleasant, but it was preparing me for the races. And we're going to experience a fatherly discipline in our lives where God shows us sin, and that's painful. There may be consequences for those sin, those sins, but God is doing that because He loves us so that we can grow and so that we can know, I love this phrase in verse 11, we can know the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And that's what we want and that's what he wants for us. And he wants us to know, as we see later, the holiness without which no one will will see God. And so even as we think about running this race, we need to look at our own character. And I'd invite you to to think about that today. If you are going to run this race with endurance, What are some of the things in your character that need to change? Is there a sin that, you know, that is besetting? Uh, Is there a sin, like it says, that clings so closely in your life? Have you talked to somebody about that? Are you fighting that sin or are you just letting that sin remain in your life? Are there certain areas of character that you really want to see growth in, that you even sense God is working this in my heart? identify those things today. And then, uh, like it says in verse 12, therefore lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. So let's focus on our character as we run this this race, because that's what God is pruning in us. But then the other theme that we see here clearly is we need to focus on Christ. That's what it calls us to do in verse two, to look unto Jesus He's the founder and perfecter of our faith. And even to consider ultimately more than anyone in Hebrews 11, consider the example of Jesus Christ and what he did by faith. He needs to be where our focus is. Even as we look towards, like we talked about yesterday, eternity, that's really all about him. And that really brings me to our next passage in Luke 24, as we finish today, the gospel of Luke. And now we've seen the resurrected Christ and today he appears to his disciples. And I think he says words that should encourage us. Uh, You know, he says in verse 38, why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? These are words that even though he was speaking in that specific moment, those words should stretch all throughout the ages to you today. Why are you troubled today? Why do doubts arise in your heart? Even though you can't physically do it, you can read in your Bible that he, about his hands and his feet that he is alive. He rose again physically and that should give hope to us today. And that should give us resolve to do his mission. And he says, this is what's going to happen in verse 46. He said, thus it is written, if you look at the Old Testament, which he refers to as the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And that should be part of this race. That's part of our mission as Christians to proclaim repentance and forgiveness. But we do it not in our own strength. We do it with a focus on Christ, knowing he rose from the dead. And that's why I'm confident this mission will succeed. You think of a team in an athletic competition getting pumped up by a coach with a pregame speech or a halftime speech that propels the team on. Well, we have the risen Christ. Should that not give us motivation? It's almost as if in the speech at the pregame or halftime, our coach, our leader, he has said, guys, 
I have already run the race. The, The outcome is secured. Now go do it. Go run the race that I have already secured the victory in. And as we look to him, that should encourage us. Not only do we wrap up the gospel of Luke today, we also wrap up the gospel, sorry, not the gospel, the prophet Isaiah. Maybe I accidentally call it a gospel because there is so much of the gospel in it and so much that points to Jesus Christ. But we wrap up Isaiah today. Like I said, I hope you have seen what a treasure this book is as we have read through it. But again, like we talked about yesterday, it should put our focus on on the future. Again, right at the end of the book in verse 22, he says, for as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain from new moon to new moon, from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. And he speaks then also of the the final judgment that we're headed towards a future where Christ will reign. And something we need in the meantime that he highlights there at the beginning of chapter 66, when it says, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth, my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. That God wants us to be humble. God doesn't want us to approach this race thinking, yeah, I got this. God wants us to approach this race saying, hey, I'm looking unto Jesus. I'm looking to God and he's got this and I'm trusting in him. And that's where I'm going to find the endurance to run. And we see a similar idea as we continue in Psalm 118 today. And we read today in Psalm 118 verses 8 through 16. It starts in verses 8 and 9. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And then he recounts times when he was surrounded, but it was the name of the Lord that helped him. And in verse 14, he says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tent of the righteous, that our trust is in the Lord. It's not in us. We humbly look to him. So you are in the middle of a race today. And if we really had a, a scope of how intense and how long this race is, it should be somewhat daunting to us. But let's look to the examples of others and be expi- inspired by their faith. And let's ultimately look unto Jesus and trust him to give us the power and the strength to keep going. And let's look at what Jesus would want us to look at by examining our character so that we can learn to run faster and run longer as we continue to shed the sin and the, and the obstacles in our life that will slow us down. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.